We record again. Let me just moisturize real quick. The most important. Oh, I sort of put a hand cream Are on we like moisturizing that? together? Yeah, do it. So anyways, yeah, this is our first Q&A. Q&A, bitches. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, uh-uh. but we asked for your guys' questions, and some of you gave them to us, and then some of these we just made up because I'm curious. So this first one is from Devin Pickle, and he, is, he used to work with me at G2. Um, so thanks Dev, but he apologized right after he tweeted this at us because he was like, sorry for getting deep. Or maybe he texted me separately. He was like, I'm really sorry for getting deep. I'm like, man, we're here for it. Like there's something I'm here for. It's for getting deep. So Devin wants to know what is something you gave up on that in hindsight, you're actually happy about. And it ended up working out a career, a relationship, a friendship would love to hear from y'all. Giving up is not in my nature. I don't even know. Um, I gave up on an exercise science minor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Same with engineering. I gave up on that. I'm, I don't know if I'm happy that it didn't end up working out. I mean, like, I guess now I know that you can really do anything without needing to have a degree because degrees are useless. So I'm glad that I didn't add extra pressure on myself second semester, senior year to take two anatomy classes. Yeah. I, I think that there's two parts to this question. Uh, again, I'm not really somebody to like give up in general. Am I happy things don't work out? Yes. Like I'm learning as I get older that like if to not be upset about things not working out, like if Mm -hmm. things don't work out, it's for a reason and it wasn't your path. And I think that that pressure that things like have to work out all the time is like an external pressure. And we don't like listen to ourselves enough about like Hmm. what should and shouldn't work out. Doesn't mean that I gave up though. Yeah. Okay. Um, Annie Bridget's twin, Annie Putker. Um, she asks, what's your workday playlist vibe slash does it depend on the day slash is there a public one we can all get in? And okay. So So we need a public, so we need a Spotify channel. I I got a Spotify (laughs) playlist for you. I once, no, actually this has happened twice, had just like banger after banger on my discover weekly playlist that I just took all of those songs and put them Mm -hmm. in a playlist. So there are two like full discover weekly playlists in there. And my, my definition of a bop that Dan will tell you slash my sisters will tell you is just like happy songs. You will not find like bony bear on this playlist. That shit does not fly in my eardrums. Mm -hmm. So it's all just like happy, upbeat, tune out and live your best life kind of songs and it's because I don't generally like to feel yeah so, so we're music different. shouldn't make me feel <laughs> we're different because so, if you want that playlist you just let me know it's called that good discover weekly playlist <laughs> very original Sarah. by Sarah Pion <laughs> I was just naming it for myself I didn't know um, that people were gonna ask about it <laughs> I know I Honestly, I, my friends have much better taste in music than me. And I steal John and Jordan's playlists almost exclusively because I am a person that like, I listen to full albums and I've yelled at Sarah before for that, especially on a first listen. It was the Ari, it was the Ari one, right? You're like, I'm here. And I'm like, how? You're like, I have it on shuffle. I was like, no, (laughs) I'm just a purist maybe, but I'm also like, I love hearing the creativity of the artists and the way that they put the songs together. Mm. But also I exclusively listen to music that makes you feel so like the 
new Kivion album and has been in my ears a lot. And I think I've just normalized how sexual it is. People are like, Bridget, you listen to this during work? Like, how are you not like, not okay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like sitting there singing like, (laughs) so bad. I will say I have like a few times have turned on Ingrid Michaelson radio on Spotify Mm -hmm. and that shit's got like Natasha Benningfield and Mm -hmm. like oh we love like a 90s 2000s any throwback from there yeah like I'm sold on specifically Ingrid Michaelson really brings me back to like a very specific so my thing because I'm a sociopath is I'll find like four three to four really good songs that I like and I will only listen to those three or four songs for about a month if not three months and so then if I go back and listen to songs it reminds me very specifically about a time in my life so there's like an artist that is specifically April 2019. I like Like, that though that's so nice. um, So like Ingrid Michaelson brings me back to like a very specific time in like my life and it's just like good freaking vibes Love. and so sarah and i have very different tasty music but that's yeah. but also like we can like appreciate like, like a like a decent amount of the population it's like people yeah. who want to feel something or people who only want to be happy because they don't or they are scared of feeling anything else our dearest lauren we love her she She's is one of the biggest friends of the pod fab. um she wants to know this is also a deep one y'all when you leave this earth how do you want to be remembered? Are you doing things today that contribute to those memories? I fucking love that. It's so good. That's so dope. Yeah, I'd rather be remembered by very, very vividly by fewer people than remembered by a bunch of people at surface level. Yeah. Because they'll inev- inevitably forget about you. And so then I just don't give a fuck. This kind of reminds me of Kinsey Grant, who is known for her time at morning brew who recently left morning brew she wrote yeah she wrote a newsletter she's doing like a newsletter now about just like what she's doing what she's up to and her past newsletter like her first one was i tied a majority of my personality to my job and now i don't do that job anymore so i don't know who i am Mm. and that also like got me thinking about just people are going to forget what I do anyway. Like as mm-hmm. much as we think it's dope that we've built this community and it is like, it's not going to last forever. And so that means that like the people who I surround myself with, I want to make sure that I have like a lasting impact on them instead, which means mm-hmm. like focusing on them and spending time with them and like, you know, making it making each other like feel important in each other's lives yeah I think I haven't done an amazing job to contribute to those memories especially in the past year because I've been confined to my home but I think not your fault though more recently I've been making an effort to even just like text my friends to be like how are you yeah but I yeah, I don't really care to be remembered as like the greatest marketer or podcaster of the whatever generation. Like, I don't give a shit about that because they won't remember me for who I am. They'll remember me for what I did. And that's not all of who I am. Correct. I think that that's something that maybe people don't really. It's hard to say that my job is not my identity when we have a podcast about work. You know, it's hard to like tell people I don't, 
I really try to leave work at the door when we're recording these things on Sundays. Like, <laughs> but the thing is, is like, this has been such a good outlet for me and for Sarah, I'm sure too. But just like, I want to be remembered for like being true to myself and being real and like n- never being one to just like go along with like a shitty system. If it was a shitty system, like I, I don't want to be part of that. And I, that goes into like what you were saying. I would rather make a lasting impact on a few people than make a smaller impact on a lot of people that don't really know me. Right. And I think that that has a lot to do with staying true to yourself because the majority of people won't know you very well, but like how much attention are you giving the people that do, you know, like some of the, some I'm lucky that like some of my closest friends are also people that I've worked with in the past. So like, it's easy to keep up with them because they're in my day to day anyway. Yeah. Also I've whittled it down a lot recently in the last couple of years of just like, I'm really only looking because I can only give so much of myself, right? Hmm. How many people does, is that five, 10, any greater than 10 people that are like consistently in your life that you're having an impact on, like, how are you having an impact on yourself? Like what's left? Mm. Tell them. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing also about people like Dave Gerhardt or people like Ogilvy. It's like people remember them from their work, but not really for like yeah. who they are. And I think that's kind of sad. It's, you know, it's might work for them, but it, I know already I'm lucky to know that it won't work for me. Yeah. This one is from Meg. Meg Murphy. She asks career pet peeves, basically a tell us why you're mad segment, if you will. I think laziness for me, just like. Yeah. Like I all think, like systemic laziness all the way through. <laughs> right. Well, like. <laughs> that I mean it's nice because it means that the bar is very very low for people like Bridget and myself who are motivated to not be mediocre at least I want to be above mediocre you don't have a sense of urgency and you don't understand how to do something for someone else Mm -hmm. Uh, if you like don't really understand they're only children um, it's just like, yeah, the best you, way to say it. If you like, don't, yeah, I think it's the sense of urgency thing that's like biggest for me is because like I am so hyperactive and move so quickly. And it's like, if you don't see the, if you don't understand why you need to be efficient, I don't know how to explain it to you. Mm. Besides think- putting you in a, the bagel restaurant that I worked in for all of high school during lunch. My pet peeve, even going off of that one, is like, the reaction sometimes that I get to me being like having a sense of urgency. Like if the reaction is like, you, it's okay that it doesn't happen. Like it really is. Most of the shit that we do is made up deadlines. Yeah. So like it doesn't, but it's like, for me to feel progress, I have to check things off of a list. Like we were talking about this earlier, but don't make me feel crazy for wanting to get shit done. Yeah. Don't stand in my way and don't make me feel not. Don't gaslight me about it. Yeah. If that's going to do it's It's going to make me, also unmotivated. Yeah. Like I can only run into a wall so many times before I decide to go find a door somewhere else. Um, <laughs> it's true though. I, I think my, my biggest career pet peeve in general is just gaslighting of people that like are different from you. Cause it's just, it's so like, I think our parents' generations would have called it like passive aggressive, but now it's just straight up gaslighting. It's yeah. like, well, Bridget, why do you feel that way? And it's like, because, because I'm allowed. <laughs> Ew. 
It's gross. <laughs> I'm feeling sassy today. The sun is out, so I'm just, <laughs> just like, that's disgusting. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Gnarly, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. I I what understand else? that work isn't everything, but also like I do value. Well, in my eight hours though, I want to make, I want to make shit happen in my eight hours. That's all I'm giving you. So like, I'm here to do, I'm here to do something with the time. I think that's where most of my motivation comes from in general. People ask all the time. They're like, how do you like stay? I'm like, because I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time. Yeah. If I'm doing that for enough hours of the day. Right. So I'm like, why wouldn't I actually want to like do something with the time that I'm spending doing this? Hello. Duh. I think another, another one of my pet peeves is specifically leadership. Uh, oh, just there's a general concept. It's <laughs> just like a, a general concept. <laughs> just hate leadership. It. We'll do the SpongeBob little guy where he's imagination. I'll just say leadership. leadership. I think so, uh, especially when you get new leaders in your organization and they decide right off the bat that they don't need to get to know the inner workings of an organization because they've done this mm. before. So they're just going to get right to work and then they fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they don't really like look back on that and be like oh my bad like sorry about that and then they this is uh, i'm gonna get like super pointed and then they don't rem- they don't learn anyone's names it's just like when you are a leader and you come in it might be dope that you think that you know re- everything and i'm sure you've seen way more than i have and that's awesome and i respect you a little bit but mm. until I like see your track record within this organization, then your past is moot to me. And I'm going to bring that same energy when I am a leader and like learn people's names and what they do and how mm. they feel about what they do before yeah. I get started on what I need to do. Even though I know that I'll have a CEO down my fucking throat asking me yeah. to start producing. And I think it's just like, if you don't have the spine to stick up for your team and yourself while you're getting to know them, then you shouldn't be in a leadership position anyway. Like if you just come in and immediately get to work and fuck everything up in your path, then you're not a good leader. Well, like goodbye. I, I love how your pet peeves are like step one and mine are like steps three, two through six. Um, mine are just a little deeper because I think about them way too much. Going like, off of, yeah. going off of that, it's not even the fact that they're just like, I know how to know everything it's when they don't know what they're doing but they still continue forward without like saying anything I specifically that's why that's why I'm so upfront about saying I don't know this I don't know how to do this I don't know what I'm doing because it already like takes the pressure off yeah I don't need people looking at me because I already like so much pressure on myself but the biggest my biggest career pet peeve to date and it's like happened multiple times in my career I've seen it and it's just gets grosser and grosser is when people in leadership don't necessarily know what they're doing or they do, they think they know what they're doing. Who knows? Maybe they really do think they know what they're doing, but it's very obvious to other people that they don't. And they don't think about the people's careers under them. They're only focused on their own career. And it's like, you are responsible for them. I, we are, we talk about on this podcast a lot about like taking responsibility for your own career. Nobody's going to be looking out for you, but like as a manager, as a leader, you have to be looking out for the people underneath you, Yeah, your strategies, your game plan, whatever the fuck you want to call it, like does affect your team and their ability to go get another job, their ability to learn new things, their ability to grow their career and like nobody thinks about that. And it really pisses me off. 
I mean, people, tech because people everybody's usually so quit because of bad managers. Yeah. Like, it just makes me angry because it's, again, goes back to the gaslighting. Yeah. Where it's like, well, you should just be happy to be here. You don't know any better anyway. So like, I'm like, cool, but I came here to learn from you. And if you're teaching me the wrong things, that's fucking with my career too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with my career. It's mine. Yeah. Don't fuck with my career. I will come after you. Oh, okay. So this is from Sarah's dad, Papa Pion. He's the best. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, you saw the email that he sent us because it was very nice and we had to post it. What is something you've accomplished that you're hella proud of? Um, one thing that I've accomplished, I'll do one thing I drift, one thing at all. Um, one thing I drift that I'm super proud of is that I found and created an entirely new lead channel that converted better than demo requests. Boom. So that was, that was really cool. Really like that. It's pretty Um, dope in Papa Pion's words. And then at Alice, uh, I'm putting together two events right now. uh, And they're both things where I've like told people about them and they're like, oh, that's a really good idea. Like who came up with that? And I was like, me. Mm. Um, And one last one is a customer decided to upgrade because they wanted me to help them with uh, optimization and they knew from knew of me from my time at Drift and really liked my work. And so then they agreed to upgrade. It's like the nice, like, the nicest compliment ever. Yeah. And like I was my like, work? Yeah. I was like, so you think that I'm good at my job? You think I'm smart? That's dope because I also sometimes think I'm good at my job but it's nice when other people tell you yeah of course it is um and yeah uh, I've also been promoted seven times in four years crushed it fuck what's something I don't know that I have like specific things like that as stupid as it is I'm like kind of proud of myself for like jumping off the deep end into the personal branding thing when I saw an opportunity to do it at G2 and people were listening to me for whatever reason Hell yeah. I started doing that a month or two into like this new content team experiment. And I'm going to call it an experiment because that's absolutely what it was. We were all writing all of our own shit. I used to write 10 to 12 articles a month on app development, which I've said before is just like the funniest thing to me ever. But we were trying to figure out how to rely less on like Google traffic. And like we could play that game and we figured that game out. And I was a big part of that, which I'm proud of as well of just like that that SEO side that I knew nothing about at G2 I left and now I'm kind of like seen as somebody that knows a lot about it I'm not gonna say the word expert because that's not a thing yeah we started just all posting on Twitter like as ourselves and we found the opportunity to like kind of take over some of the content marketing chats which I'm sure was annoying for everyone else but then as quick like within a month everybody knew who we were yeah and it was like we created like a we did the social brand thing as a company before I think it was happening. Yeah. And like then all these other companies kind of adapted it. So that was pretty cool. I mean, I think I'm proud of a lot. I don't know. But right now at work, a lot of my stuff is being held up from a rebrand, which I'm going to be very proud of that when it all comes out because it's all new shit that I've never done before. But I think I'm really proud of a lot more of like personal life things yeah. right now in my like almost next week, 28 years of life. Like Mm. I moved to a city by myself. 
I figured out new jobs and knew all this. And I've really like drawn some serious boundaries with my family this year, which is great. And I started consistently going to therapy and I'm proud of that. And I think that like, I was somebody before that I was always chasing things so that other people would be proud of me, but I was never really proud of myself. Mm. But I think it's important, more important that I'm proud of myself and focus less on other people being proud of me. Yeah. It's great when my parents say that, I know it really is like, obviously everybody feels like this. I think in the last year, I'm really proud of like the personal growth of just like, okay, you, this is your life. Nobody else can tell you what you should be doing if whatever. Yeah. I think and that's like, really mature. Following myself, following myself because it, I'm the only one. Well, Wrigley will be with me. I think that, I don't know. That's very mature of you though, because a lot, I think a lot of what I was proud of is also people telling me that I was doing a good job. Cause that right now. But I'm also two years, almost three years older, two years older than you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, also, yeah, I haven't done a lot in terms of like personal development, you know, I've just been figuring it out. I'm it, mid-development. I haven't I think developed all mid-development. Much, but that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Carmela asked us if we prefer goat cheese or buffalo cheese. And personally, I've never had buffalo cheese, but I'm going to say mean, like, goat cheese. Buffalo I don't know what that mozzarella? means. Or like, I don't know what that means buffalo chicken you yeah. think it's like no I think it's like buffalo cheese <laughs> okay personally I like goat because I don't re- I like when it's stronger tasting and I think buffalo uh, adds like a little bit of a stronger taste like mozzarella or burrata but not like enough where I'm like mm, you know <laughs> I'm gonna pick goat just because it it's maybe my favorite of all of the cheeses mm-hmm. so I still I think I would pick goat over most cheeses okay, okay. that was easy I love it. Okay. Stace top three cheese faves from each of you with complimentary parents. So that's like bougie as fuck, which I really appreciate. Well, I'm going to go cheese is one of my top three. Okay. Um, Hear me out with goat cheese. Ready? Goat cheese, caramelized onions, honey on pizza, on pizza and anything. Put that on a piece of toast. So fucking good. Goat cheese and honey is amazing. I like this salad that I have made in the past it's like walnuts and cranberries and goat cheese and it's fire also love like a warm goat cheese in like a marinara like dipping situation yeah. i think i like goat cheese because it's so versatile like you can put it in sandwich yeah it's just so fucking good it's very good uh i like specifically the blue cheese i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a dick about it and then i'll say it the normal way roquefort but roquefort <laughs> <laughs> it's like blue cheese it's like it's like a blue cheese it comes in like a green like package and it's pretty strong but like you slap that shit on a big baguette you're you're good to go forever yeah, that's all you need you're fucking chilling yeah um, i like blue cheese too and i, I really like blue cheese like gorgonzola is good in a salad i don't know why mm. i just always equate cheese to salads because maybe i've eaten more cheese and salads than like between bread which is really sad for me like a, go like a normal melty cheese. Like, what are you putting on a sandwich? I think mine's probably Colby Jack. Ooh, Pepper Jack. Oh, fucking Pepper Jack. I always forget about Pepper Jack. Okay. When we get uh, breakfast sandwiches from like the coffee place by us, if we were like down to spend $25 on two mm-hmm, breakfast mm-hmm. sandwiches because they're spensy. Mm-hmm. Bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel, add mustard and pepper jack cheese, like spicy mustard and pepper jack cheese. And it's like stupid. 
Oh my God. My, I think my last one is probably, I said this to Anthony Conrad, who also is like a really big friend of ours. I love Gouda. Gouda's, mm. you can put Gouda in fucking everything. It pairs well with almost everything. Great grilled cheese. One of my favorite meals in the world is a grilled cheese sandwich with tomato soup. Yeah. Yeah. Great grilled cheese. Sourdough with Gouda. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, if you enjoyed this, let us know. Cause we don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need, we need you guys to tell us what you want from us. So we're just trying different things until we figure it out. Yeah. If that's cool with y'all. Cause that's like what you do. So, uh, don't forget to leave us a review. Yeah, I saw your saying that. Weekend. Great one. I'm saying that a little bit in a threatening tone. <laughs> but just like, why wouldn't you? I don't know. Fuck. I'm just going to change my Tinder bio to you have to leave me a review on the podcast before we can speak. I love maybe that. that'll work. No, maybe we that'll... really no, we don't need to do that. Yeah, it's maybe not the best idea, but no. OK. <laughs> OK. Um, OK, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.